welcome to Yorkshire Dance Presents, a podcast series about dance and dementia. Across four episodes, we'll take a look at our dance and music care home project, In Mature Company, a project to tackle social isolation for residents in care homes who are living with dementia. We'll also talk about our research method, Dementia Care Mapping, and talk to some of the people who've been influential in this project so far. We're Lauren and Lily and we work for Yorkshire Dance, a charity which champions the value of dance and its development in Yorkshire. Welcome to episode four of Yorkshire Dance Presents. We are thrilled that today we are joined by two special guests. Aria, the Wellbeing Development Manager at Springfield Healthcare. Hello. And Andrew, the husband of a resident at the same care home. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Um, We're really grateful for you to take your time out of your days to chat with us a little bit about this project. So we're going to start with Aria. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and why you chose to take on the role of the Wellbeing Development Manager at Springfield Healthcare? Hi, hi, Lily, Lauren. Well, first, thank you for this opportunity, although I'm very nervous. So uh, to talk a bit about myself. Well, I have a background in uh, graphic design and I was a teacher. And I've always had an interest to working with elders. I've always volunteered. I've always had a good relation with my grandparents. Since I was little organizing things with grandparents and everyone in the community where we lived. So having the opportunity to do the job that I'm doing now, I started just being well-being manager at the Grange. So it was like a dream job, being able to connect with the elders I uh, love to talk, to listen, to know them, to know what what we could do to support them, to have a better life, have quality of life. Um, so it's a job where I, my purpose is to create smiles every day. So I just love my job. Um, I don't even know what else to say. It gives me so many opportunities. And every day there's something that I really love. Every day I learn something with the, the residents. Some things that I cannot share, like secret recipes for Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> Some secrets are told, are, they tell me I cannot reveal the secret. Um, so I absolutely love my job. Um, and I love also Yorkshire. I don't know if it's relevant to know a bit about me. I love to go for walks. I love calligraphy. I love painting. I love singing. I love dancing. Am I good? No, I'm not. Does it <laughs> I don't. I hope not. <laughs> We've seen you play instruments in sessions, Aria, and you are very. Oh yeah! I always say I can play anything. Do I <laughs> correctly? I do not think so. <laughs> and um, so you you were working. So you kind of work across Springfield Healthcare now, but we're working mainly at Seacroft Grange yes, before yeah. that. Why why is it that Seacroft Grange expressed an interest in becoming a delivery care home for Yorkshire Dances in Mature Company project? Well, I, re- I, per- I remember perfectly the day I heard about the project for the first time. I remember, uh, and I was even thinking, I have to go back to the office now to do the application because I had this opportunity. Um, just looking at the project, basically it would give us opportunity to, to bring the community into the home, which is something that we have always wanted to bring the community into the home. Um, and have our residents feeling that they are still part of the community. Having professional dancers, musicians coming into the home, it's amazing. Our music is one of the main things to work uh, with our residents. It's a project that it was uh, more special for um, people living with dementia. 
which is lovely. Not many products are only for people living with dementia. Uh, and also you have the dementia care mapping that I know the tool is amazing as evidence about the well-being of residents having their quality of life. So I thought we need that. It's amazing to have that tool. Um, and also I saw this as an opportunity for us to learn something also because I knew the project, obviously, it's not forever, unfortunately. It was only for one <laughs> not even a year. Uh, but I knew that maybe we would learn something and then we could somehow try to continue uh, the project. So those were the main things. And I think we had, obviously, all the, the infrastructure ready to provide whatever Yorkshire dance needed. So I applied immediately, thinking I need to have it. And thank God we managed to be part of this amazing project. Oh, it was great to be able to work with you as well. I think we felt really very lucky as well to be able to come into Seacroft Grange and for you all to be so open and and ready for something to happen. I think sometimes you walk into a care home and it's it's so hard to understand the environment and to really get to grips with it. And I know that Seacroft Grange was like, "Come in, do what you want, try yeah. anything." We're really up and, for it, and that really helped. Sorry to interrupt. Another thing I thought it was interesting because when I was reading about the project, obviously when you see Yorkshire dance and you see dance, everyone thinks, oh my God, yeah, I'm not a dancer. Uh, do we have to dance? Uh, but then when you read, I was even writing, it's about uh, movement, not dance, dance. So I just thought it would be also good for everyone to understand Exactly, dance or movement, uh, creativity is not what usually we think. And everyone can actually join. It doesn't matter your abilities, everyone can join. Um, and also, obviously, the purpose of helping building relations between staff, families and the residents, uh, reduce isolation, loneliness. Also, those things <laughs> were very important for us to want to be part of the project. Absolutely. That's that's great. I feel like you you should be our independent spokeswoman <laughs> for the project. I feel like you talk about it so eloquently and also. I, I always say I don't like to talk, but then I know I always talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Um, so I'm just going to ask, um, come over to you, Andrew, just to ask you um a question. I mean, it's we're really grateful to have you on the podcast today. So thank you, thanks for joining us. Just to give a bit of context to people that are listening, we we asked you to be a guest on our podcast because we know you're an advocate for creative projects in care homes and that this has directly impacted um, the well-being of, of your wife and she's been a part of the, this project as well. Um, so we thought it'd be nice if you could maybe start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your wife. That would be lovely to hear a bit about that. So um, you give my name, Andrew. And um, yeah, my wife suffered from has suffered from Parkinson's disease for upwards of 12 years and in the last five or six years she has developed advancing dementia which is um, often associated with Parkinson's disease. In fact the motor disability is relatively mild. I can still take her for a walk and she can get up and down stairs with support um, but it's really the mental side of her being that has failed um, and that's why I was advised that she would need residential care uh, with nursing uh, about three years ago. <clears throat> and so we found Seacroft Grange as a, um, 
a suitable home and it's served us well, served her well uh, since then. Life in a care home is very different from life in a community and her understanding of it is very different to mine um, and it's it's often hard to know what she understands. Uh, a big part of her disability is communication. She can't speak clearly. She can't formulate sentences. So um, communication by telephone is virtually impossible. I do ring her regularly now, although I didn't before lockdown, actually. I used to go and see her a lot. And I, I found, I mean, I, I find that communicating with her by telephone is frustrating. I have to do all the talking, and I'm not a very, uh, unlike Iria, um, <laughs> I'm not uh, that good at just keeping going. And she mumbles away in unintelligible noises. So I suppose in the same way that me and Lily are kind of observing the sessions, are probably a lot of your kind of opinions about the sessions as well then Andrew are kind of observational so obviously we would never expect you to speak on behalf of your wife but hopefully you've observed things that you you can kind of say a kind of you know when when she's being particularly positive and um, because the next question is really about about how you think the Yorkshire Dance Immature Company project has impacted on your wife's well-being so when it was taking place in Seacroft Grange um, and you did send a lovely letter to Yorkshire Dance the end of last year, kind of explaining a little bit about that. So I don't know if you want to kind of tell us all a little bit about your thoughts on that. I mean, as you appreciate, my wife doesn't easily engage with activities in general. Um, what's very, very clear to me is that um, she's lonely at home, at, at the home. And uh, certainly when I, when she first went in there, and I would visit, her face would light up in a way that all the staff would comment on. And, of course, I don't see her when I'm not there. Um, it's often been difficult to get her to engage with the activities that are put on. Um, but certainly she does respond, <coughs> respond to musical events. Uh, I think some of the others that hang in the memory, there's an Elvis Presley interpreter. And... Um, who has done regular shows there. Uh, but what struck me about Yorkshire Dance was that, first of all, there were more than one performer and that the, the three of them that came were coming regularly every week. So they got to know the residents and they got to know individual limitations and they were able to, have, well, they had the time because there were three of them to focus, one of them could focus on um helping a, an individual resident. Um, and that made a huge difference to um, the engagement with, with my wife, certainly. Um, she didn't always want to take part in, uh, in the events. Um, but I remember one particular occasion where she was really very agitated and uncommunicative. And I led her down to the lounge uh, and just sat down with her while Yorkshire dance were there, um, and slowly her mood settled down, and by the end of the session she was beginning to participate in it. Um, I mean, the other part of your strategy is, is to get the residents to involve in activities themselves, so you've got a range of drums and tambourines and uh, maracas and so forth, 
Um, and uh, it's a take-it-or-leave-it thing, and as often as not, she would leave it. But um, there were moments when she would engage, and that was hugely beneficial. Harry has a question. No, no, I was just going to, to add something. You just made me remind something. Uh, another amazing thing, I think, about um, the sessions, they, were, they had some sort of a structure, uh, like the starting with a more slow uh, movement, I don't know the technical term, then it will go more to a climax, and then relaxing times again. They would bring different objects, different smells. Um, so, so just that would try to fulfill what everyone needs, basically. Um, and the, the, although there's a structure behind, they were all open and flexible to change because not always things go, we have to go wherever residents <laughs> want to go. Um, and also the opportunity to have like a, a larger group, a small group, or even one-to-one. -one. So now that I'm thinking back, it was so perfect. Oh my God, it was so, <laughs> like the structure, the, the size, trying to have everyone involved. It was really, really good, I think. I mean, I, I think the the strength of Yorkshire Dance was the fact that they had, as it, in this case, three um, three people. And one person could direct the theme of the, of the session, which was usually Kirsty. Um, and the others could rally the troops, as it were, and, and get individuals engaging. And that was so different to so many of the other um, entertainments that are on offer. And also, the, the, I think the, the members of Yorkshire Dance, they were all amazing. People's person, all of them knew how to listen, patience, really acknowledging what residents were saying. You could see in the, their faces as soon as they were asking, how is this person? How is, you know, like really, a relation, I think relations were built. Exactly. Because they were coming regularly and yeah. fairly frequently, they got to know the residents as individuals. And residents got to know them, I think. So even though sometimes they would not remember the names or exactly who they were, but they would remember mm, something good is on its way. I know the person immediately smiling like, aha, I think fun is on its way when they're preparing everything. It was like everyone getting red and stuff, resins. Not sure what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure it's something amazing. I miss it a lot. That's really lovely. And I think just hearing you both talk about it makes me feel a little emotional, really, because it feels like actually the point of the this work has always been about what you talk about. It's exactly that. It's exactly having... And that that impact on those people and, you know, having changing a moment, not really having, you know, there's no pressure to change a lifetime or a day. It's just changing that moment for that person. And whether that lasts for 30 seconds or 10 minutes or all day, it's about having that impact in, in some way. And it feels it just feels like, you know, the artists have done such an amazing job of really delivering just person-centered bespoke sessions that really work for those people and it and it's it's so great for you for you guys to feel the same about that and that makes us it makes it feel like we just want to do it forever because why you know why would you want to stop doing something like that because it's so great um I, I just want to ask um a question Aria about kind of some of the the data from our dementia care mapping that we've spoken about in you know last episode 
we can see that at the, the creative sessions increase the levels of well-being like you've spoken about um, um, and in our kind of on the days we, we did a few control maps on days when sessions weren't taking place and that was a really interesting kind of bit of research for us um because we noticed that actually the well-being the overall well-being of those residents on the days when sessions weren't taking place was actually lower on the date than when the days when it was and people slept for longer when there was sort of yeah just lots of those sort of things and I guess it's just kind of a question to you about is this something that you've seen as well and like have you seen a general sense of a greater well-being and what are those sort of moments that have changed when the session's taking place yeah, uh, yeah. I think that um, obviously when there isn't not only the creative sessions of Yorkshire Dance, obviously that they were absolutely amazing. When there isn't activities, uh, when people are not engaging, overall the well-being won't be as high as it could be, or they will sleep more. So I think it proves that how important activities are to promote quality residents' lives. Um, so yes, definitely we need to ensure that people have more activities and that obviously activities can be anything. Okay. I think sometimes people think activities has to be, uh, either singing or uh, bingo or whatever. I think activities can be anything. It depends on the person. So it has to be something meaningful for that person. Um, and that's why I was so excited about the dementia care mapping because well-being of residents is important. Activities are a good way to promote their well-being and activities need to be done by everyone in the care homes. Um, and this is something that we want to focus more and more. And I really want to make activities open for everyone, everyone ready to engage um, with activities. And having, I think, projects like Yorkshire Dance give us so much opportunity to learn. Um, not only the activities um, workers, but even all the staff learned a lot. And I tell you two little things that people learned with Yorkshire dance immediately. First, the word movement, okay? The dance, and now just because <laughs> you say doesn't mean someone will jump. No, you can just dance with your shoulders. Uh, if someone is always in the room, they can still be part of it. And not everyone shouts in the same way. Some people will enjoy, uh, enjoy just tapping one little finger, but you have to be aware and notice that. Others will just uh, get out of the chair and uh, do a big dance. It's about knowing people and every sign is important. And having this project proves and helps everyone to understand that because then when Yorkshire Dance is no longer here, we try to do also our own sessions and people have to start noticing these things. Yeah. And I think, like you say, Aria, that's why the dementia care mapping is so good as a research method, because I think going yeah. in and just looking at a group, you're going to kind of notice those people that are up on their feet dancing a bit more. But I think the dementia care mapping, you focus so much on tiny, tiny behaviours someone that like you say is just tapping their finger is coded in the same kind of way as someone who's up on their feet dancing around just it's, yeah it's just person-centered and what what that person is doing yeah so I think that's what sorry yes no, I was just gonna say it's lovely kind of how enthusiastic 
you are, Aria, and obviously this is, you know, your job role. And it's amazing that they're very lucky to have you in this role because you are so passionate about it. Um, but lovely to hear from you, Andrew, as to why you think it's important for care homes to provide arts activity for residents. So that's that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think um, I think it's it is so important to provide a life for them. And what has been missing in lockdown, uh, I mean, I think you may be coming on to this later, but um, it is stark. Um, I mean, I have been fortunate in being allowed to visit my wife occasionally through lockdown. The first seven weeks, I, I couldn't, and nobody went in there. And when I go in now, uh, you know, not many visitors are allowed in, I can tell you. Um, and the residents, if they're out of their rooms, are sitting in the lounge doing nothing. You know, they've got nothing to occupy them for hours on end. And so the more um, IREA can introduce activities, which was clearly prohibited uh, in total lockdown, um, but they just did not have a life. And I'm afraid to say Yorkshire Dance were only there for a couple of hours, but it was a couple of hours of enlightenment. Um, and um, I mean, Iria has been very good at um, at organising regular sessions or you know daily daily something. Um, but there's an awful lot of time they don't go outdoors uh, in lockdown. They weren't allowed out of doors, um, and partly because nobody could take them. Um, so you know, it was desperate. It is desperate. Um, and activities like music and dance and movement um, are important. Um, my wife is not the best person at engaging in any of them. Generally speaking, uh, she needs to be led to it. Um, when I'm not there, I think the carers sometimes lead to it, but they, you know, there are 20-odd residents in the community and only... Uh, three or four carers plus a nurse, so they do miss out. I was just going to add uh, regarding the obviously the COVID nineteen and the impact of care homes. Obviously, biggest impact uh, relations, families, visits. Um, but for example, regarding the activities, um, had a new impact, especially in our care home because we were so so involved with the community. So many projects with the community. Uh, having the bistro open to the public, it was a lovely place where people can come from the outside. So it will give a sense like going outside to have a coffee. Um, with everyone in the community, I'm not going to say all. And obviously that cannot happen in the same way. Um, somehow we have managed to still have some links if it's digital because now it's all digital. I never thought I would have to understand so much about this Zoom FaceTime. Honestly, I never thought I would have to understand everything about that. Uh, so we try as much as possible to still have the community links built, obviously promoting communication with the relatives as much as possible. And obviously it depends, relative, it depends on the residents, how they interact. So each case, it will have to be assessed individually. Um, and it's obviously thinking about safety all the time. Um, 
But I hope that as soon as COVID finishes, everything can. I'm always hoping, hoping, hoping. But in the meantime, we try to give as much as possible, um, obviously, with the activities and having everyone involved, because that's another thing, trying to have everyone involved. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just re remembering that one of the things that my wife and I did before she went into care, uh, we used to join the uh, singing group for Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, singing is something, I think music is something that we all have, especially Absolutely. we have so many resources, I think because of COVID online, even uh, we, we now have a um, memory radio it's an amazing thing that we can uh, listen, to, for example, different eras, the radio that was being broadcast in the Yorkshire area, so we can access museums, so many things you can do. Although, obviously, it's digital and we miss touching, we miss face-to-face -face contact, um, but we try the best. And some things we still manage. I think uh, lately we had an um, opportunity, a radio is broadcasting residents' requests and dedications. Whomever wanted, they could dedicate a song. So some things can still be done. We just have to adapt. I think what you say, Ria, is, is really important. And it's something I actually um, I wanted to, to ask. You you mentioned a little bit about touch. And I know our project, um, the Yorkshire project, is, is focuses a lot around touch. And the fact that, that touch can sometimes be used as a replacement for a verbal communication and that that, that a lot of people obviously during this time touch has become like the biggest no-no and actually it's really hard and I just wonder whether I, I just wanted to know I guess it's a question for both of you really about how is not being able to touch change that that relationship with either the residents for you Aria and then also Andrew if you're not being able to sort of hold your hands wide how does that change how you interact because it feels such a human natural thing to do and we're not allowed to do it right it's very hard and uh, sometimes obviously uh, when a resident comes and they touch you, you cannot run, you'll just have to... First, you have to be always aware of, ha of having PPE. That's uh, rule number one, okay? And funny enough, even though we I use masks all the time, residents recognize me all the time. <laughs> so I think the bo our body language is so important. When the way we look at residents, you know, we can see if people are smiling under the masks. I can recognize that. And residents recognize that also. So that's something I never thought it could happen. But actually, people recognize each other. Um, and having, I think, a good body language, I can still bring the same amount of smiles, some movements. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just make people laugh but um, yes we just have to be more careful even if um, some activities ensure their social distance so we're going to kind of end by um, maybe asking you Aria like what you think the future of creative activity in care homes looks like obviously you've got lots of ideas um, for when things kind of ease up can you are you allowed to tell us about any of them creative activity in care homes it's increasing and it has room for more. I, th the, I think more and more you see lots of um, institutions even supplying uh, um, creative activities for free on internet to engage residents. Uh, I think in the last two years, we had more opportunity to engage with uh, other companies like Yorkshire Dance 
in a creative project. So definitely, I think there's room for much more. And I hope that more people do things like this because it's absolute, the, the benefits are absolutely amazing. Especially, and I, and I always hope that when people come, community comes from the outside, that they also take something from us. And I think they do. Because uh, so far, every time we have someone from the community coming in, feedback is so good. Everyone feels so welcome. Relations are built. Um, and that makes us, uh, our residents feel part of the community and feel valued that they still are important. Because they are. <laughs> There's so much for us to learn with them. And for us also to learn to, with whomever comes from the outside. And obviously, uh, creative projects are amazing because it's a way to express ourselves you can engage in different ways so it doesn't have we don't have to have specific skills you can always engage more or less um you get inspired uh it's a, a lovely way to have also staff and families engage in the project um i only see honestly i only see benefits with having creative projects and i hope honestly to have more and more involved the, I'm trying to get ideas now, actually. I think it's for digital interactions. While we cannot be face-to-face, -face, but try to try to have some sort of different idea. We have a few. It's growing. It's growing. But I think, yeah, definitely a lot. And I hope Yorkshire Dance does many more. Digital is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's, it's something that I think we're all going to have to start trying, but it's no way near anything like the real thing it's not like that real human touch it's not having live music in your own space it's it's no, not going to replicate that so and but we can I, we can try obviously i i feel it because i'm a more face to face person and i don't I, I i didn't like digital that much but now i have to i like it but we still may have to i don't know we'll de we'll, we'll develop something together. I'm afraid to say it's a medium that will be challenging for people with cognitive impairment. I mean, while we've been talking, I thought perhaps you could do sessions through the big TV screen in the lounge. Um, and that would need to be coordinated with the carers in the building, because there needs to be personal engagement and, as you say, touch. But on the, the, the trouble with digital, um, the digital method of, of transmitting your sessions um i mean i know that a zoom call with my wife is impossible she she doesn't understand that what she sees on the screen is me um i did two zoom calls with her or they were uh, facetime or skype or something but i mean they're all the same or something um and the first session i did with her in lockdown she lay on her bed distressed with her eyes closed she did not look at the screen at all she could hear my voice um, modified by the machine the second one she did engage a little bit but she it was quite clear she didn't understand what she was looking at and and that is going to be um, the biggest challenge for you to to do those sessions because the you know the big thing about Yorkshire dance sessions is the one-to-one -one engagement of the um, the people that you send and and the residents just as i've said before they got to know each other 
and that can't happen on the screen. Yeah. Good luck, Andrea. <laughs> no, I but what it can happen on the screen, Andrew, we are here to do yes, interactions yeah. and still have some sort of connection, I think, with the yes. archive. I think that's what the digital will allow. That, that's the way you've got to go and to build yeah, on Isn't it, it having connection um, with you guys, with everyone? Mm -hmm. Even the simple exchanging letters, it gave us some sort of connection outside uh, and doing some exhibitions of some artwork, uh, even a digital exhibition of artwork, uh, sort of, this kind of things. It's about being adaptable, isn't it? I guess what... What choice do we have right now? We have to find new ways. And although they won't be exactly what we want, it's something, some form of engagement. It's been so wonderful to speak to you both. Um, and what we do at the end of each episode is um, we ask our guests the same question um, just so we can kind of get collect a range of answers. Um, so we'll start with you, Aria. But um, if you had to choose, which I know it's going to be very hard for you, but if you had to choose, what was your what would be your favourite standout moment that you might have seen during the project? You know, I was thinking of this and I said, I'm going to write <laughs> you've written a whole page <laughs> it's because it, it's very okay if i had to say one moment and very very specific and pragmatic okay i'll, I'll <laughs> for it. Uh, but then i'll have to say the rest uh it was when one resident that i would never expect ever that that resident would be playing an instrument i wouldn't even expect to be holding an instrument yeah when i saw that i couldn't believe um what i saw Obviously, this resident had a very good connection with one of the Yorkshire, Yorkshire members, and it was really, really amazing. Um, so I think if I had to show a moment, it would be that one. But then I have to say another moment that happened every single time, and that was my favorite part. It was honestly when Yorkshire Dance uh, members arrive, packed with things, instruments, boxes, it's like there it, here they come, starting to prepare the community confusion. There's another box. Don't you? And then me counting all the instruments. Will you left that instrument here? The other and resident all that. Mm -hmm, what more is coming? You know, it's like a, a vibe, an excitement every time. <laughs> and it's me like saying, "Don't forget, Yorkshire dance is coming. 11 a.m. here. To uh, the, that excitement. I think it was amazing. And um, and then I'll just add another one. Sorry, <laughs> the last, the last, uh, the party in the end. It was so, so, so good uh, having families involved in the party. And then there was one moment in the party. I remember it was like I stepped as, uh, stepped aside, just seeing what was happening. And it was, uh, it was, it was like, like if I went to a spa, uh, party outside. Everyone chilling, mingling with everyone. Staff. We even had some managers coming here. Honestly, it was it was so relaxed. The, I think you could almost sense an aura, happiness overall. You could, it's almost like you could physically see a cloud of happiness if that exists. But that's the way I see it. All over. It was really amazing. So. Uh, I cannot say thank you enough. Their names: Kirsty, Tara, Will, Ozzy, and Rachel. Aid, obviously. Lauren, Lily. It was amazing, amazing, amazing times. 
the job you all, you all did was fantastic. Uh, residents, to, uh, they took so many benefits. And also us, okay, we've learned a lot. Uh, so I think uh, it made an impact in residents' life. It made an impact in our way of doing certain activities. And you left something for us to continue, which I think it's one of the main things about this project, to have continuity. It's not just having someone here come and sing. They are good, obviously, but then they go. No, something stayed for us to try to continue. That's amazing. There's so many good ones in there. That's great. And thank you as well, Aria, for being so welcoming and giving and passionate about it, because honestly, it makes everything so much better when there's someone like you in a care home it makes that experience for everyone that much greater so thank you as well um Andrew can I come to you have you got a moment that you could share with us yeah, I mean I think I've already alluded to it earlier in the conversation but um I mean so many of the sessions were good and eventually my wife engaged in not all of them but most of them and the one occasion where she was just visibly distressed at the start. Um, I mean, agitation has been a big part of her mental state. Um, but during the course of the session, first of all, um, she she came and sat down, um, just not wanting to engage at all. Gradually, her mood um, calmed, and in the end, um, she had a an instrument provided and started using it. A complete, complete transformation in the course of an afternoon. Uh, and that was just wonderful to see. But uh, I forget whether it was Will or Tora. I think Tora particularly um, took the time to engage with her and didn't hurry things, just, just allowed her to go at her own pace. Um, and it was it was transformation in, in a two-hour session. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, and I have to thank also because the team convinced me to play ukulele with them. <laughs> and they were very patient because I got in the middle of helping a resident playing at the same time while reading the song. And I'm not good, obviously, with ukulele. So thank you for understanding my bad performance. <laughs> hey, we saw that performance. It was nothing bad about that. It was great. It was wonderful. Thank you both so, so, so much for your time. It's been amazing to speak to you. And we're really grateful that you've you've taken the time out of your day to chat to us. Um, and I know what we've been speaking about today is going to be so beneficial to so many people. Um, and that's, that's great. So thank you so much. Um, and... We'll speak to you soon, hopefully. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye.